Until I Have a Girlfriend, Stock Stanella. My guest today is Amari Abreu. Abreu? Yeah, Abreu. you got it. You got it. Cool. No, that was good, the first Sweet. one. <laughs> All right, cool. Welcome. Thank you, man. How are we doing today? Doing good, dude. Doing good. It's been a, like, a lazy day for me. It's good. Kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. Good. Those are good days. I, they are. You need those. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, so you listened to one episode of mine already, I guess. Yes. So you kind of know the drill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Start the podcast same way every time. That's good. I like it. The one question I always ask is, why should we give a shit? Ah. So you're on the clock. Okay, all right. Like, why should you give a shit? Well, first of all, you shouldn't. That's the reality. <laughs> At the end of the day, um, nobody's forced to listen to you or me in my case. Um, so in first place, don't give a shit because I wouldn't. <laughs> that's that's the whole thing. But if I were to reply specifically to your question, I would say um, simply because I have a message. You know, a lot of people don't really have a specific message, mm-hmm. like something that they have to say. Um, what is my message? My message is legacy. Like everything I'm doing is because I know one day I'm going to die. Mm-hmm. And I know that when I die, I'm I'm gone. You know, I, I won't be able to do anything else. So um, everything that I'm doing now, whether it's podcasting, blogging, uh, whatever that is, um, you know, writing books, whatever – that's going to stay here and people are going to be able to use that, you know, and I hope that it's for something good. So I definitely, um, you know, want to find ways where even though I die one day, that there's going to be stuff that people are going to be able to use. Yeah. So yeah, that's why if you were to, and if you cool. had to give a shit, <laughs> that's why. That's awesome. That's great. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah, that's, that's the whole, I mean, you asked me last time, um, mm-hmm your podcast whether i consider myself an artist mm-hmm. and there's a lot of arguments about like what the hell is art like why yeah. even make it yeah so i think a lot of people it is that i don't want to call it existential dread but it's just the idea that like well you know what i'm i'm not uh, my time is very limited yeah. might as well make make use of it and leave a footprint uh, yeah very cool i never know i mean we're here today but like life goes by and it does you know, yep. one day we're here, one day we're not. So it's it, wild. Um, yeah. So out of all the things that you do, mm-hmm. um, hmm, I wonder what's a more interesting question. What came first or what you like doing? Mm. So out of all the things, have you found yet that you've – because you, you do a lot. You do a lot of stuff. Is there anything right now that feels like a drag, like something that you're like, ah, I don't like keeping up with this thing? Yeah, well, <laughs> actually blogging <laughs> – that it's it's annoying um like making videos and like try to um tell a story you know through video and then editing like mm-hmm. editing is editing a video like podcasting is fun and it's and it's easy mm-hmm. and like yeah you have to edit a little bit here and there and stuff but but it's not like a video you know a video you have to make sure that it makes sense you have to look at the smaller details so it's it's just you know, annoying. And mm-hmm. and actually what haven't been doing a lot of video lately. Um but recently I realized like okay, I have to like get into this. Like I have to become disciplined and like post, you know, mm-hmm. at least once, twice a week something, you know, like video while like uh wise. because um, I wanna make sure there's that content. Mm-hmm. And and the thing is so what happens is because again, as you said it, I'm doing so much 
um, I found myself not really dedicating the time to like, you know, take my camera with me because it's heavy. Like, it's, <laughs> it's so annoying. Like, it's so heavy. It's just like, mm-hmm. uh, but at the same time, it's it's useful because people value it. You know, mm-hmm. uh, people seeing you and like seeing what you're doing. Like, I I did a a blog with Scott Church. Shout out to Scott. Um, like. That that was fun, you know. I enjoy that. Mm-hmm. I enjoy the process of doing it as long as the other person is cool with it, because that's another aspect of it. Like, True. yeah, I, having people who actually want to be in a video, it's it's a little hard, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. And like, there's a lot of people who who do it, but they come off as like intrusive or like I don't know, like annoying, because oh, they you know they're always recording whatever. And um, especially in our community, like, which this is something that doesn't, it's not seen commonly, yeah. right? So I have to make sure that the person I'm doing a video with or whatever is okay with it. Mm-hmm. And I always ask, hey, are you, because it's just a nice thing to ask. You know, I could just start recording, <laughs> what the heck's going on? But it's just better just to ask. So I think for me, like creating content on video, like moving around, because I can sit down and make a video and it's fine, but like, Making a story, that's that's kind of like hard. It is hard, yeah. Yeah, I, I go through phases where I try to do it or even um, like I was on tour last month. Yeah. Tried to make I – uh, I think I told you I was playing in Virginia. Yeah, yeah. That was the same weekend that hurricane was coming. Oh, wow. And me and my friend that I was traveling with, we are literally driving into the middle of the hurricane. Oh, wow. Deserted. It looked like the apocalypse had happened. Nobody was out. <laughs> We had to drive over this big yeah. bridge, and they were like, don't drive over 35 miles an hour because the winds are so high. Oh, wow. And the waves were, water was all the way up to the bridge. Yeah. Waves are crashing over. And I was like, this is perfect for, like, to document. The con- yeah, the c- document the content. And I kept yeah. trying to film it and, like, go back to edit later. I'm like, none of this is very interesting. Like, yeah. I didn't know how to frame it mm-hmm. later. That mm-hmm. So, I, yeah, it, it is tough, man. I think it's just a... I want to say it's something you just have to keep doing, but I also think there are people that just get that. Like, no, yeah, definitely. I think there are people who are like natural, like t- naturally talented at it. Mm-hmm. You know, like when you are naturally talented, like and you enjoy just like storytelling in a way that more than enjoying it, that you're good at it, and like you know how to frame stuff. You know, because I've definitely have gotten better at like storytelling and like. You know how to make a, a how to make content where like there's a beginning, there's a middle, there's an end. Like mm-hmm. h- how that how is that gonna make sense? How am I gonna include it? And also understanding like when you see people online who do blogs or videos or whatever, the content that you see is not the content that was originally the the raw version of mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. there's so much like when i did it with scott church i have footage that I, it, it's never gonna go right. online not because of anything but it's simply what is you scott know, you yeah, never you, know you, yeah. i'm sure he said a lot of stuff that- <laughs> it, it was interesting it was good it was it was fun but like but what i mean by that it's you never know um when you're doing it, what is gonna go at the end and mm-hmm. what is gonna, you know, not go? Like what are you gonna keep in the video? What what are you gonna take out of the video? And like I've understood that like that right now I'm filming, right? But not everything I'm like doing right now or everything I'm saying is gonna make it to the like final version of it. Right. You know, there's gonna be like clips, it's short. It, it has to be short, brief, specific, brief and engaging so that people feel like 
oh, I want to see more. Mm-hmm. And um, and that's just create the creation of it. That's not even the promotion of the actual video. True. Because yeah. I tell people, like, for example, it, you know, you, you we're doing the podcast, right? And, and it's fun and it's cool. Like, we're doing this right now. But this is just 50% of it. Like, once mm-hmm. you put the content out, the other 50% is, like, have people to actually listen to it. If you care that much, you know, if you don't, like, if you don't really care, it's, it's whatever. But if you want people to know who you are and what right. you're doing, creation is just a 50%. Like, for me, like, the rest is when it gets real. That is, the, like, the secret sauce of doing any creative endeavor, entrepreneurial thing nowadays, whether it's music, mm-hmm. having a business. It, it really is getting getting out there and getting noticed somehow. Just wild to me. I some I I know people that are excellent at it. You yeah. Know what I mean, um, but yeah, you actually seem pretty good at it. I feel like you mm. are really engaging online, and, mm. and you seem to, you know, people are noticing what you're doing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, like one of the things that I like. First of all, I never saw myself doing any of this. Like mm. in my head, never I thought like I'll be doing videos, podcasts, like anything like that. Never. When I started at the beginning, man, it was tough. Like I was like, why, why am I even doing this? Like hmm. many times I felt like I, I'm just going to give up. But a lot of like some people kept saying to me like, hey, I like what you're doing. I like your content. Mm-hmm. I like what you're putting out there. And having that motivation of somebody saying, hey, like I, I, I feel like I'm gaining something out of this motivated me to just mm-hmm. keep going. Mm-hmm. And as you said, it like when like creation, like when you create music, if you want that music to go out there, you you know you do the edit of the music, you make sure everything sounds the way you wanted it to sound. But then, when you put it out there, and then you want people to listen to it, that's that's the hard part oh, because yeah. at the end of the day, there's so much content. Like, Forty thousand songs are uploaded to Spotify a day. A day. Yep. I, I, don't, I didn't know that. That's crazy. <laughs> like, imagine that. Plus, not just, like, one day, but every single day. Mm-hmm. There's content out there. And yep. you have to make sure that you find ways where you stand out. Mm-hmm. How do you do that? You know? But I think it's it, a, a lot of it, it's a lot of learning. Uh, especially when you start. Like, you're definitely not going to be noticed like that. But if you keep pushing and doing and stuff like at some point people are going to start noticing yep so that's that has been my experience so far yep and i'm, I'm not trying to say in the podcast like ah i made it like <laughs> no not even close like but like locally wise people have definitely like tell me hey i like your podcast i'm listening to like stuff like that mm-hmm. you know? so that's cool well, where did you sort of start with with all the different uh ventures that you do did mm-hmm. you start in podcasting or did no. you start like no so i started um just uh doing like facebook posts mm-hmm. I, I created a facebook page uh and it had like that was just an idea at the beginning it was just me posting pictures writing like a blog mm-hmm. like a like a facebook blog where i would post a picture write something on top of that whatever right then i started creating videos um Cause I really, so I really enjoy writing, and I started writing because like it was the easiest way. But then I started making videos. 
I, I saw the need for me to create content and I bought, a, I bought the camera that I still have today um, and I started like creating videos and stuff and uh, it was really hard. I didn't know how to edit. So I will have a friend down in Ecuador who uh, does like um, marketing for her um, TV, like the TV station that she works at and she's constantly like editing videos and stuff. So she mm. told me like, Hey, I'll edit your videos like for free, whatever. So I will send her the videos. She will edit them and then send them back to me. But it will take a little while. Mm. And I was trying to put content constantly. So I ended up just downloading the program myself and mm. started learning. Like I literally didn't even look videos of how to like edit it. I just started playing around with yeah. it. And over time, like it became easier, 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 easier to the point that now like I feel more comfortable like sitting down and editing a video. Um, and, and that for myself, and I've done it for other people, like I've edited video for other people's, but everything started for me like doing uh, like a Facebook blog, uh, posting pictures mm. of stuff that I was learning at the time. That's how everything started. And that, if you are curious to know how that started or why that started, um, it was because one day I was... At, at the sauna at the YMCA with my dad and we were just like talking, chilling and like he said, hey, I think you should like, he gave me the idea of doing videos hmm. um, and at the time I didn't have a camera or anything like that. I had like a, I had my laptop. <laughs> I started doing videos with my laptop. Wow. I remember. Like I would grab my Mac. <laughs> That's ghetto as hell. Oh my God, bro. That's I, awesome. Uh, it's, it's, it was, it was so funny at the time. Like once, all right, I, I'm gonna sidetrack a little bit, but one time I remember, um, I was doing one video, like one of the first videos I did, and I, when I sat down at the chair, um, I would look like I was looking down at the camera because I like I'm you know tall mm -hmm. a little bit. So my mom, uh, she's so cute. She grabbed a like a box. Put it on underneath the the laptop so that it will be on my height, oh, and I yeah. did a video. And like, I was like, all right, I don't, I don't really like this. I'm gonna buy a camera. <laughs> so I bought like, I bought this $800 camera that has paid off a lot since then. Sure. But um, the point is, so yeah, so um, everything started because of a conversation. Hmm. You know how we made that, and I was like, hey, um, I think I should do that because I, I was doing nothing. I was just going to school and working. That's it. Mm -hmm. So that became like a hobby. And the hobby took over me. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's, it's always wild uh, where stuff kind of ends up going, I guess, you know? Yeah. I never saw myself, like, doing any of this. And how long ago was that, that all that? Two years ago, I wow, think. Wow, okay. Yeah. So you, you really covered a lot of ground, it seems like. And yeah, two years ago, the, the since I started, like, actually posting content. But um, it has changed a lot. Like, I keep learning so much about, like, what people like, how to make it interactive, how to, you know, the importance of collabor collaboration, mm -hmm. collaborating with other people. Because, mm -hmm. um, like, I had nobody telling me this. I, I just did it and started learning and learning and learning. And um, now I'm, like, I'm doing it constantly. Mm -hmm. And it has become, it's becoming more serious. Mm -hmm. Like, serious, when, when what I mean by serious is, like, People actually seek out for me to do stuff with them. Hmm. You know, hey, let's do a podcast or hey, let's do an interview or hey, we want your support for this event. 
you know, promote it, like stuff like that. Mm -hmm. That's that, and that's really cool to see how that has changed over time. And the event that was last Friday in the morning, what was that event again? So the name of that event is Lift, sorry, Lift to Lead. Um, and it's an event, it's like a personal development event, leadership, like focus on uh, how to, you know, b manage an organization, like managing a team, how to grow your team, how mm -hmm. to grow your business, stuff like that. It's for like entrepreneurs slash people who uh, have like high positions in businesses. So a lot of like top people were at that event, like wow. really high position of different like nonprofits and for-profit uh, businesses uh, in Lebanon were there. Um, and that was done by Dr. Marianne Barley. She mm -hmm. was a superintendent for the Lebanon school um, school district. Um, or yeah, like in the city district. Um, and now she's like an entrepreneur. Um, she's doing her own stuff, like public speaking, setting up events, masterminds. Really cool stuff that I, I'm actually thinking of doing myself, but she like is doing it in a faster pace because like she has more free time than I do because mm. she's retired. So, mm. but yeah, so that that event was like hosted by her, but because um, she had the rights to like for the simulcast, it was a simulcast. Okay. Uh, so it was happening somewhere else. So we were watching like the live, you know, presentation. Cool. A hack. Mm -hmm. So that was really cool. Yeah. Cool. Um, do you think that there's enough happening in our little community right now with stuff like this? Um, <clears throat> I think there's definitely enough happening. I just think that uh, the people, a lot of the people who are setting up these events don't really know how to promote them. Right. Um, I, I feel like there's a, a really huge lack of proper and attractive marketing being done. In Lebanon, mm. like there's really cool events going on, but not enough promotion. Mm. They don't know how to like make it so that people want to go. Actually, the event that happened last Friday, um, Dr. Barley wanted me to you know meet with her for a podcast, you know, mm. and she after that she mentioned that to me. She said, "Hey, I have this event. I'm trying to set it up, you know," and and I said to her, "Hey, I'll help you." I help you promote it, and I went on Facebook. I created the the event. Mm -hmm. I started like blowing up social media on with that, and it went. The turnout for that event was amazing, mm. and she told me like she knows literally she knows wants to meet, you know, with with me to talk about more ideas and stuff because mm. she understands that there's a need for that here in this community, like how to market properly yeah. things and, and it's not being done, you know? And, and the reason I tell people like, Hey, the, the, the reason I'm able to help you with this is because I do it with myself all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, if, if I know how to do it with myself, I can definitely don't know how to do it for you. Mm -hmm. You know? So, um, I think there's enough going on. I just think it's not being marketed properly. Mm -hmm. Cool. I agree. That has always been the problem here, it seems. You know. Yeah. So what all sorts of uh, wellness things do you do for yourself? Do you meditate or do you uh, uh, exercise question. and eat well and stuff? Well, yeah, you seem to be positive and like you yeah. know, uh, um, ambitious. 
Uh, yeah, definitely. Very ambitious. Yeah, I think um, <laughs> it's hard to be that way if you're not doing something. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, funny thing. So I, I've been lifting for like like lifting weights, going to the gym for like two, three years now, mm-hmm. maybe. Um, but I was I was gaining a lot of weight intentionally. Like mm-hmm. I was gaining weight, but it wasn't healthy weight, you know, and um, – like four months ago, five months ago, I think it was, I decided to start with boxing training. Oh, wow. Cool. Um, and it was like out of a wimp. Like it wasn't even like something I always wanted to. I just said, hey, how can I start boxing? And then found out and then I started doing it. And then my boxing coach was like, you need to lose weight. <laughs> ah, I was 210 pounds at the time. Now I'm like 180, 182. Um and he said, you have to drop weight and you have to go to 180. And I'm like, how the heck am I going to go to 180? Yeah. Like, that's hard. So I started, like, I changed my diet. I stopped eating as much carbs as I was hmm. used to. Like, I was, I used to eat rice every single day. I don't eat rice at all anymore. Wow. Bread, I hardly even eat bread. Like, probably never. Pasta. I love pasta. I'm not eating pasta oh, for man. a while. It's hard, dude. Like, yeah. it's not easy. And I'm always hungry. <laughs> I glitter. Mm. I'm always hungry. But, like, I'm eating meat, vegetables, fruits, stuff like that. The point is, though, that helped me drop the weight to where I'm at now. And, you know, when that changed, like, I felt so much healthier mm. and, like, happier and, like, more active and stuff because I wasn't being – I wasn't that heavy anymore. Um and obviously, like, boxing training helped me, like, get more discipline and, like, just focus and stuff like that. So, yeah, definitely I do, like, exercise. Um, I pray. Mm-hmm. I believe in prayer. <clears throat> I believe that, like, at the end of the day, believing in something higher than yourself, it's really important to keep, like, sanity, in my opinion. Sure. Um, you know, I, I know I'm not trying to be preachy at all, but I feel like... For myself, mm-hmm. knowing that I'm able to like wake up every morning and say, "God, thank you for you know letting me live today." Like yeah. that's that's awesome. I appreciate you. Um, you know that, that's for me, and and you know I don't tell anybody like you have to believe what I believe, um, and I'm not. I don't judge you if you believe what I believe, but I, I simply for me, I think that prayer helps me like be healthy emotionally mm-hmm. in that way. And I think also like, and I do meditate. I write. I like writing mm-hmm. to help with that. Um, and just simply like hanging out with friends, family, and stuff like mm-hmm. helps me just like stay in a good emotional condition. Mm-hmm. I think at least for me, like the more I connect with somebody in general, like people stuff, the easier for me is to like feel better. That's me. Yeah. So. Yeah, because, I mean, you know, I have a lot of friends, um, very ambitious, um, always coming up with great ideas. They'll start something and then they'll get depressed and then just never do it again or, you know. Mm. I'm glad you say that because um, I wrote a book. I published a book this year, my second book, and I talk about that. If you are not able to manage your emotions – like, if you're not able to, like, control how you feel, hmm. and I know it, this is a really uh, sensitive subject, but I'm going to share with you my opinion. Mm-hmm. 
if anybody who's listening to this agrees or not, that's fine. <laughs> but th- I, when I wrote the book, I wrote it because, like, I know for myself, there's times, like, I'm not always happy, always, like, active or, st- like, especially the past couple of months have been rough. I know, mm-hmm. no, I don't tell people. It's like I go through a lot of stuff in private, intimately, that um, people don't know because I'm not just going to share everything like mm-hmm. that. You know, I have a specific people that I go to, which is really important for mental sanity, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, people that you can trust and stuff to disclose anything that's going on with you. But anyway, so if internally I'm not able to manage my emotions the right way, any project that I do, whether it's, you know, my business, nonprofit, whatever it is that I'm doing, if if I am mentally not in a good condition, I won't go anywhere. Mm. So a lot of people, the problem is they may be, you know, fine mentally-wise. They don't have any kind of mental illness or anything like that. They're fine. The problem is the way they view themselves. If you don't view yourself with a positive view of who you are as a person or like your identity, if you are constantly judging yourself, if you don't think you're good enough, if you don't think that you'll make it, if you don't think that you have talent to make stuff happen, and that has been true to me. Like, I'm not just saying this because I, like, I was brought up in a really cool family and stuff. Like, I have hard times where, like, I I question myself. Mm -hmm. So anything that I'm saying is from experience. But... If you're not able to identify what is it that you believe in your head that it's not letting you make the step that you need to take, then you won't be able to succeed. You won't be able to grow. And so for me, every time I, f- I found myself like uh, like subconsciously believing something that I know is not good, then I tackle that and I, and I focus and I say, okay, all right, so I know this is a, a thought process I'm having, but that's not real. No, let me change my behavior in this area. Like, mm. let's say my my health. You know, I want to eat all the stuff that I mentioned to you. Earlier. I want to eat rice. I want to eat bread. I want to eat like past all of this stuff. But the problem is, if if I don't stop doing that for a little amount of time at least, how am I able? How am I gonna be able to succeed on my own business if I'm not able to focus on this mm. little aspect? You know, and so I changed my behavior in this area that technically has nothing to do, quote unquote, with business. But at the end of the day, it has everything to do with my business. And just an example, right? So um, how you said that, like there's a lot of people with great ideas, but the way they see themselves, the way they see the world doesn't let them go forth with them. And and it sucks because like I, I... do believe there's a lot of people with like, and I've seen it too, like amazing ideas, you know, and stuff like that, but they just give up. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, it's sad, but I, I think it's fixable too, in my opinion. Yeah. You go through, do you ever go through times where you just don't want to do any of your stuff? that you? <laughs> Man, yes, of course. Uh <laughs> Lately, especially, like, I, I was just on the go. Like, I was just going, going, going. I wasn't stopping. I, was re- I wasn't resting properly. Like, mm-hmm. I was just going. 
And my family was like, hey, uh, we think you need to, like, stop. Mm. <laughs> I think you need to rest. Mm. And they made me realize the importance of, like, rest, the importance of organizing myself. And, um, like, today, I mean, I work today, but then I took a nap for, like, an hour or two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I came here to the podcast with you. And, I mean, this is, like, relaxing for me, you know. It's yeah. not like I'm working like that. Yeah. Um, so now I, I'm organizing myself more and, like, making sure that I spend, like, I have time to rest mm-hmm. and, like, not think about business or think about work or think about school or whatever. Like, I just blog that and just chill. But, cool. yeah, I do go through times where I'm like, uh, well, what am I doing with myself? Like, yeah. what's going on, man? But, yeah. Feel free to help yourself to more of this too if you want something. Please, dude. Like, I was like going to ask you, like, cool. if there's there more? Because it's um, really good. So the secret to that stuff, it's kind of pricey. It's not pricey, but it's you yeah. know, it's like three or four bucks a bottle. Okay. Cheapest at Aldi. You ever go to Aldi? Oh, yeah? They sell it there <laughs> for like half the price everywhere else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to tell I found that one. out the other day. Kombucha. That's yeah. Yeah. They got a bunch of different flavors. It's good right. for your belly. Yeah, it feels really good. Like, mm-hmm. it, it has that, like, Soda taste, right? It's like chill. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Yeah, yeah. That's a little uh, sauerkraut. It's not or... that like it's not that sweet, but it's not like sour. That right. sour, it's kind of like in there. Yeah, sweet and sour. A lot of people don't like it. It's kind of an acquired. I taste, understand but, why. Yeah, but it. You know, I'm not picky, so I can get yeah, anything. Yeah. Nice, I think. nice. So, yeah. What all? Uh, do you have like favorite leisurely hobby activities that you like to do? Leisurely hobby activity. Um, dude, I love watching movies. Nice. Oh man, like I I if I could have a day to just be at my house and watch movies all day long, I uh totally. You can do it. Uh yeah, I've done it. <laughs> Believe me, many times, many times. Yeah. Um and I, I, I actually overdid it at one point in gotcha. my life. Yeah. But but that being said, uh, I love watching movies. Uh, TV shows, too, like, especially if they're, like, good. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, if I'm into them, uh, definitely love watching TV shows. Um, what else? Like, I like hiking, going hiking. Mm-hmm. I don't I do not do it as much as I, I would like to. Yeah. But I love hiking. Um what else? Just I just like traveling too. Like just going somewhere, like mm-hmm. walking around downtown somewhere, like just visit places. Like I'm a foodie, so I like going to different restaurants. Yeah. Like I love trying new stuff. Um drinks. I I like trying new drinks. Um, sorry. Just stuff like that. Yeah, just stuff that it's like fun and uh relaxing too. So yeah. What's your favorite uh, restaurant in Lebanon? Any place that Ooh, you ah. think is think the food's good here in town? It's okay. Okay, yeah. It's fine. Yeah. It, I can eat them. Like I can eat I can eat the food here. Is it my favorite? Not necessarily. Uh if I had to pick uh oh my stomach. If yeah, I this'll do that to you too, yeah. though. It gets everything moving around. Yeah, that's good though. Um <laughs> if I had to think of a place here in Lebanon. I used to really like the Foundry and Hidden oh. Steels. Yeah. But they <laughs> both of them are I gone. Know. I know. So um I really like them. Um 
right now, I don't, I mean, like, that is like different, like, up, up, like higher end. Trattoria Fratelli, I haven't been there actually. I never been there? I've never been there. Never been there. And I have to go. Hey. I, I have to go because people have been telling me. So I have to go there. But other than that, I mean, I've heard that Trattoria Fratelli is like it's the great. best. It's really stuff. Really yeah, it, you probably can't eat anything. They got some nice salads and stuff. Hey. Hey, if I have to make an exception one day, like I'll I think it's up. worth. Uh, I'll make an exception. You got good like, bread, good yeah, pasta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you just gotta carve up sometime. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm not like that. Like too crazy with that. You know, if yeah. I have to, you know, break it at some point, like I'll do it. So. Yeah. But it just depends. Like I'm not gonna do it every day, but if one time, like I'll go and just eat a lot of pasta and then just not eat pasta for like a, a little while. Yeah. But, but yeah. I need to work on that. <laughs> I've had pasta every night since I last saw you. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> but this is the thing, though. Like, in your in your case, like you you're more like lean. Yeah. My I was like, I was heavy. Like I was, uh, other than that, like I was getting like protein shakes and stuff like that because mm-hmm. I wanted to gain weight, but I was just not healthy weight, you mm-hmm. know. Um. So now I just. Me not eating carbs is just to maintain it, like yeah. maintain the way that I have. Because um, if I were to eat carbs, to be honest, bro, like at the end of the day, I just want to keep the pack that I have right now. Okay. I, it, that's the only reason. For the meantime, I might just like le- Very cool. let it go at some point. I guess whatever. I don't care about the the the, the, the pack, the six pack. But um, You just have to work way harder. Or just accept that, like, your body just doesn't do it the same way anymore, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm accepting that reality. Like, it's, over time, it's just going to – everything's going downhill, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. You're getting older and yeah. older, so, yeah. The hardest – the older you get, the harder it, the harder it is. It's so. wild, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think my metabolism has just started slowing down a little bit. Oh, really? I used to be able to eat whatever I want. And not worry about it. Not worry about it. Um but yeah, just just lately, like past month, just yeah. feel like just just stuff sticks around more than it used to. I'm having a harder time. Like, are you constantly eating throughout the day? Are it depends. Want- okay. I've been trying to since I haven't been feeling as good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I used to not eat all day and then just eat one big meal at night. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Um, which some people say is a good way to do it. Yeah. But I think, and I also have like weird acidy indigestion okay. stuff yeah so if i don't eat all day and i just cram down a big meal at like 10 o'clock at night fall asleep then it just sits there all night and uh, i wake yeah. up the next day and it feels yeah real uh, dumb yeah. real dumb i did that for years i've been uh, i've been there yeah I know how I feel. Uh, so now i just you know i try and graze all day like yeah. i think right before you came over here i had an apple oh, there um, you go yeah i mean like every hour I just munch on something yeah that's the thing with me like i like i'm constantly like Eating something, yeah, like smaller stuff. But I mean, it depends. Like that's why I try to make sure that I'm not eating like potato chips, like because all of that mm, is you know carbs right, stuff. Right. So like, I used to just eat whatever. Like I didn't yeah. care. Just whatever was in front of me that it's eatable. Like I'll eat it. Now I'm like, all right, <laughs> I have to look into this. You know, yeah. Um, especially because of like the boxing training. Uh, I want to fight somebody. So whoever's listening to this, uh, <laughs> let's go. Uh, no, nah, I'm kidding. But yeah, so I have to make sure that I I keep the weight um, so that 
whenever I'm ready to fight, then uh, I'm able to fight. So yeah. yeah, I might have somebody for you to fight. Oh dang it! And my my buddy in Philly, Kurt. He's tall though. He's like six five. He's six five. Dang it! And he goes back and forth. How long has he been doing it? Do you know, like the the boxing. Probably off and on for about seven or eight years now. It's gonna like destroy me. Like I it's just got started long reach too. <laughs> yeah, I bet he weighs as much as you do though. He's like six five, probably maybe one ninety. Oh really? Yeah, he's he's like a beanpole, but long reach, you know. Yeah, I I mean I, I wouldn't mind the challenge. Yeah, uh, I would like to hear. Bar. Yeah, I mean, and like I want to do something in Lebanon though, like an event, yeah. like where people can go and like see that just oh, for fun. Cool. Like yeah. I'm not even like, I mean I'm going to win, like or I'm going in for the win, but. At the same time, like I just want something for fun for people to go and see, like something different. Right? Yeah, I've never just, been to a boxing match. Yeah, so it's just something locally, like that will be cool to do. But I need to keep training, you know. So I, I don't, I wouldn't put myself in the ring with him, like in that setting <laughs> right now. But yeah, for sure, I will be up for it, like eventually. Number one rule of fighting: never pick a fight you can't win. Uh yes, I definitely. I and like before, so when I started boxing, I realized it doesn't matter how somebody looks you never know mm. so i never judge people anymore based on how they look because you just don't know people can beat you up and you will be like how did that even happen they yeah. don't seem like the kind of person it doesn't matter you know so right now i just i'm real and i've never been like I, the boxing stuff is just a hobby like it's for fun i, I don't have like any like anger problems or anything like that i just do it because i think it's good for my health and mm-hmm. like even mentally and it's just fun um but like i just understand more that like at the end of the day you have to respect the person because at the end of the day it's about respect like yeah. i've been i've been more respectful about people especially other men more than i'm but you know boxing now than i used to be before because mm. like you know never underestimate so true mm. Have you ever been in like a fight, like a street fight before? Yes. Uh, let me see. I've been like maybe two, three. Hmm. Not here though. Uh, <laughs> when I was like younger, like yeah. my teens, stuff like that. Yeah, but not not older now. Yeah. Because I don't. I don't think I want to put myself in that situation. Sure. Yeah. Especially like now, like people know who I am. At least locally. You True, know, so that could like, be a, yeah. I don't need to yeah. go in the, I don't want to be in the newspaper Can't. like that. Yeah. <laughs> Can't be given an entrepreneurial. <laughs> like, uh, no, no, that's hey, not needed. Not do what I do. And <laughs> not like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've never been in like a fight. It, it, it there's no need. Yeah. It's, it's useless. It's just, there's no point. I do think I should have. Because I can be a smart ass, you know what I mean? <laughs> I, have a, um, I can be real sarcastic and like sometimes I get too into it. I don't know when to turn it off Uh-oh. and I'll like hurt people's feelings. <laughs> so I feel like if one time somebody would have hit me, that would have taken care of that. Because I'm also an only child. Uh, so I feel like I never had that like sibling that like that it, hit you or something. got too far, you uh, know, <laughs> got to the point. I just, I just had cats. And that's, the cats used to, like, I'd be playing with the cats, pull yeah. the tail, and the cat would scratch me. But, that, yeah. but that's different than, like, a big brother, An actual like, punch. And, like, okay, all right, now I know not to tease you like that anymore. <laughs> I mean, like, are you, like, 
sarcastic like in like a so social setting where you don't know the people or like are you sarcastic with people that you actually know it's it's a mix i think sometimes if i don't know the people and i'm intimidated i'll bring it i did that a lot in college mm. i would be sarcastic first because i was like intimidated by the people in the room yeah now it is i think more like a friendship thing yeah um yeah. Probably the worst that's ever happened is one of my friends. He's probably one of my best friends. <laughs> Shouts out to Steven. He says he doesn't remember this. Mm-hmm. I do. We were at a bar in Philly, and he we were in the same high school graduating oh, no. class, actually yeah. with Amadi. Okay, okay. Um, and he was voted most attractive. Okay. And we'd always go to bars, and he'd always be like, yo, that girl's hot. Or like, yo, I'd be like, dude, you're voted most attractive. Go talk to her. I'd (laughs) always tease him with that. Oh, no. And one time we're at a bar, and I kept saying it, and he threw a drink in my face. He did? Yeah, it was like a whole scene. Like, everybody in the bar, like, stopped and looked. I see what happens. And, like, he was pretty, he was pretty... You know, uh, drink okay. a lot yeah, at yeah, that yeah. point. So I think he just left after that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I was like, damn, dude. Like, I was just kidding. My bad. <laughs> like, so that that was kind of like, a, I think since then, that was probably two years ago. Mm. Since then, I've toned that kind of thing down. Yeah. Definitely got my lesson there. Yeah. Um, um. So yeah, just stuff like that. I yeah. can. I, I used to toe the line. Dang. Step over to <laughs> I'm getting I mean, better. Yeah, I mean, I can be sarcastic myself too. Like at points, I. It depends. Like I have, I, I like reading into the situation yeah. first and see like who I'm with, and then I can like, especially with my girlfriend, like I'm, I'm super sarcastic, and sometimes like it's it can be annoying, you know, because mm-hmm. like, so the thing with sarcasm is that. I mean, especially in my case, like, I like making it, I like my sarcasm to sound like it's actually like a real comment. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, kidding. And so there's points that I'm like, I'm just kidding. Like, I'm not even saying that, in, like, whatever, seriously. And then, like, she will, like, be like, I'm a, I, don't be like that, you know, but it's just funny. Yeah, I've noticed with women, sarcasm is hit <laughs> or miss. Yeah. It uh, either goes over great and it's very funny yeah. or that's. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> they never talk to you again. Yeah. That, yeah. That's, yeah. No, I mean, she likes it. Like, it it's yeah. just at points. Like, it depends if the, conversa- the conversation is like a serious one and I'm being sarcastic. And it's like, no, 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 no not right now. Yeah. But if it's just like funny, like work, I'm just messing, then like, yeah, like, yeah. I'll be sarcastic. Yeah. But. <laughs> um, what else? I think, I was trying to think if there was another circumstance that I ran into. Mm. No, I don't think so. <laughs> so, like, out of all the stuff you do, yeah. do you have like an end goal where, like, if you had to uh, not only do one thing, but if you could kind of make one thing pay the bills, where would you want to like put all that energy towards? Uh, to be honest, uh, it will be me sitting uh, somewhere in the White House. Okay. Like, not as president, because that's never going to happen, because uh, I, I wasn't born in the United States. Oh. That's why. If I was born here, yeah, I can be a con- like the president of my country, the Dominican sure. Republic, but I can't be here in the States. Huh. But I want to be definitely, like, I, I'll, I'm, I know at some point in my life uh, I'll, I'm going to run for office, cool. some kind of, like, p- political position. I just enjoy it. I think it's fun. Uh, I was able to shadow... Um, State Representative Rose Diamond. Okay. Uh, a little while ago, um, and I just 
loved it. So uh, that that's that's what I would do, cool. like to pay the bills in a way. Yeah. Um, and I, and I like I still want to do business. I think it's it's just fun. Yeah. Um, but but if I had to choose like po- like the political arena, it's it's cool. where I want to be. It's where I'm going to be. Yeah. I know that that's for sure. But are you? Uh, can you? Are you old enough to be a state representative? I don't know. So you could run against him. I feel like he runs. Uh, the last election I know he was the only name on the ballot. Oh really? His, yeah. That's so, that's that's crazy. That so like, nah. So you should. <laughs> Am I old enough? I wonder. I have to look that up. That. Maybe yeah, that would be funny. But it's it's just and even then like that's where I come to the the how to market yourself like. A lot of these people now that are like are running, they don't understand. You know, yep. the, the like power of social media, and, yeah. and not just that. Like in general, you know, just like if you learn how to like approach people and just go about stuff, you're able to go far. And uh, I know for a fact, like if when I run, I I know I'm gonna win. Um, but it, it's just a matter of time, and like especially locally, like small towns like this, it's it's even easier. Mm-hmm. Um, like I will be a senator for sure. Mm-hmm. That will be cool, or like a political advisor for like a president mm-hmm. or something like yeah. that. That will be like legit, like yeah. what I want to do. But but that will be the one thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I take you speak Spanish. Yeah. Could be like a translator for any Spanish or you know Spanish speaking candidates. So. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm already talking to like one or two like candidates for like local stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing serious. Just I just know them and we have talked and share information and stuff like that. But that would be cool just to help somebody in that yeah. field um, to get elected. You know, and it's just. I think it's important to be involved in if you care and like if you if you if it's something that it's important for you like I think you should like get involved mm-hmm. um because it does it does affect people you know at the end of the day like whether you like it or not you're always going to have a government some of some kind you know and yep. so not wanting to be involved in it <clears throat> um doesn't change you know the outcome mm-hmm. like if you really want to see something change and i know a lot of people say but like uh my opinion is just one of millions yeah but like it, it, at the end of the day it's your opinion and if you're able to make that opinion be mm-hmm. noticed then it, it, it it's important you know so yeah i mean that's my perspective is there something that you'd want to see changed on a local level that you think could happen Yes. Um, dang it. Uh, all right. Uh, I, I, I'm going to be nice. I'm going to be nice about it. Uh, I just wish that the people in the local government um, will actually, like, show up mm. and care for the people locally. Mm. Like, to be honest, man, one of the things I've learned is that, like, if you really want to know what are the problems of what's going on in the city or lo- like the county, instead of like expecting people to show up at your monthly council meeting, whatever, city council meeting, whatever, like go to them. Hmm. Try to visit people's houses. Say, hey, I'm the major or I'm the this or that, whatever you are, state representative. Yeah. What 
is going on around this neighborhood that wow. you would like to see change? Yeah. Like, just go go to the houses. Just sit down. Like, hmm. what is... Honestly, even, like, personally, like, what is a need that you right now have? Do you need money for your child, hmm. you know, for babysitting? Do you do you need it? Whatever. Somebody to come and clean your house? Do you have money for bills? Hmm. Just a small action like that mm -hmm. will make a huge difference. But, like... I don't think about that stuff, and and it doesn't make sense. You have to go like to the lowest level mm -hmm. and be there for them and whoever that is, and, it, and not because you're in a political party and you want to gain popularity, just because you're a human being and like yeah, it's another person, you know. Right. Be nice to people whether you are, you know, a politician or not. You mm -hmm. don't have to be a politician to be nice, or to seem to be nice. Yeah. You can't be nice being a waiter somewhere you know yeah it just doesn't matter it can be nice everywhere so but i think that, that that's what's needed somebody that will actually like find out what it's a really important issue in the community and like mm. go in and talk to people not mm -hmm. just expect them to go to you and tell you ask find out and then maybe find a solution mm -hmm. you know wow that's how I will approach. It. That's how that. I'm. That's yeah. how I'm gonna approach it. Cool. You know. Anything you think they're doing right on the local level politically? Yeah. Uh, Does anything happen and you're like, okay, I see you. Well, if you put it into perspective, uh, definitely like the intent to include uh, the other communities in, mm. in what's going on in the city, like events and stuff like that, that the city is trying to organize, you know, not just the, the American community, but like the Hispanic community, the Egyptian community, the Arab, like just different communities locally, the Indian community that they want to include into what's going on. Mm -hmm. Um, so that they feel, you know, part of Lebanon. Yeah. So I think that's cool. You know, I, I, I will give them that, that one, that, that's a cool idea. Are they doing it the right way? I don't think so. Mm -hmm. Still missing out the, the the aspect of asking, like going ask, yeah. how can I bring you here? You know, instead of expecting people to just show up. Like that's never gonna happen. Mm -hmm. Like if I want you to go somewhere, bro, like I would just go to you and be like, Hey, do you wanna go to this or that? You know, like instead of expecting you to be like Oh, what's that? Oh, I want to go. Like, maybe that could happen. You see something that's going on in the city and you want to show up and see it. Cool. But if I really wanted you to go, I will literally just go to you and be like, hey, I want to see you there. Yeah. You, you know, just just because it's personal. Right. But, yeah. I mean, I think the intent of that is cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean... As far as small towns go, I'd say Lebanon's very diverse, oh, yeah. which is Huge. cool. Um, but that, yeah, it just has to be hard to try and get people to agree on things and see eye to eye. And yeah, I mean, it, it, more than just the like eye to eye idea, because um, that's never gonna happen. Yeah. Not everybody's gonna agree with everybody. Right. Like you're never gonna gain. Like that's never ever going to happen. People have to. We we need to leave that the uh, illusion of we're gonna get to one point that we all are gonna agree yeah no <laughs> that's that's very unreal um and, and that's not gonna happen now what you need to understand is basic human 
interaction. Like, how can I talk to you in a way that even though we don't agree, we can still talk? Yeah. And there's always going to be an agreeing point. Like, yes, you're going to get to a point that you both agree on a topic, you know, or a specific matter of the topic. Mm -hmm. But understanding what is that point and approaching it from that perspective. Like, when I see you, I don't think of what is it that he believes or think that I may not agree on. And if mm -hmm. I don't agree with him, I'm out of the picture. I'm leaving this podcast right now because he doesn't agree with me on this topic. I I want you not to agree with me. Sure. Honestly, like, that's the only way we can move forward. Right. So, you know, this is something I've talked to different people in the past, like, please do not agree with me just because you want me to feel good about myself or you want me to, I don't know, whatever. You know, like, right. no, please tell me how you really think and then we can get to a specific point. Absolutely, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've actually heard that, um, you know, people keep talking about how uh, divided both, you know, yeah. demic, uh, political parties are nowadays. Yeah, yeah. But uh, somebody was saying that like 100, 150 years ago, that is more, that was more the case. Yeah. They were just, it was either you thought this way, you thought this way, yeah. but actually allowed shit to get done because yeah. of that exact thing. Like these people have their very, very strict ideas this way and strict ideas this way. And when they butt heads, they, they meet in the middle. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people think that how divisive it is now that we're headed towards like, oh my God, we're going to have a civil war. But it's also like, no, we're actually probably going to make huge changes that need to be made. Yeah. Um, yeah. I and, agree. And, I mean, America is a very young country. I feel like people Super don't. Super young. For how – now we're talking about America. We were talking yeah, about yeah. Lebanon. But, I mean, just I think for how uh, for how much has been tried to happen here. You know what I mean? It's like no other country yeah. has been so just, well, let's see what happens. Uh. Um, it, I, I just think that not enough time has happened yet for, for – Definitely for, not. Like, look at Europe. Europe, uh, it's it's way older than, you know, United States as a whole. And and obviously, the, the way that things work over there are more progressive and stuff like that because they're older. Their mm -hmm. culture, everything, it's just United States was literally born like almost yesterday. Right. I mean, it wasn't that long ago, you know. But we think, oh, it's been a hundred and some plus or maybe more, I don't know, the exact number, but whatever time it has gone by already, it hasn't been that long. Mm -hmm. So understanding that, like, guys, we, we are all learning. You know, that doesn't mean we're just going to let crazy ideas to come in the picture. But at the same time, understanding that you have to be open to talk, mm -hmm. you know, it's all about the approach, honestly. It's, it's not the message itself or the messages that we're getting it's how we have approached them mm. and if you learn how to approach something the proper way then you're gonna be able to, to see it happen yeah. like for example you know whatever any president is gonna propose in the future it's not the proposal itself necessarily it's how he approaches that proposal mm. you know and, and first of all is the proposal even necessary it, or if it, or is it something that you just want to see happen because you just want to make a noise? Mm. You know, so the approach is the proper way. Like I'm going to school for public relations, right? Mm -hmm. One of the things that I've learned so far is that 
you need to understand how to approach your communication to somebody else. If I want you to agree with me on a topic, I first have to understand why you think the way you think. What happened in your life that you realize this is what I believe? Mm. Understanding why you think the way you think is going to give me context on how I should approach you. So instead of me coming to you and saying, this needs to be done this way, I will first ask, why do you think this is, needs to be done in, in the way you're thinking? Mm. Find that out first. And then when you have that information, all right, okay, I see there's points in your argument that I do agree on. But what about this perspective? Mm. And then I tell you why I believe the way I you know, believe of things. And maybe we'll get somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But it's just... That's a, that's how I approach anything. Right. Yeah, I don't judge people. Like I, I literally like I have. I told my girlfriend this one time. Like I, I don't make opinion about people. Like I don't make opinions if I see you or anybody. Like I don't make op- if I make an opinion about you. It's like it's game over. Hmm. Like cause I never, you know. And, and and when I say game over, it's not like a bad thing. It can be a good thing too. It's just simply, I stay open. I try not to box you into a label. You know, because it happens a lot. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, that's marketing. That's how how they make their money. All these, yeah, yeah. All these big companies. Yeah, that's become. uh, Yeah, it is. I I often think about how. uh, I feel like America, for better or worse, has just become the byproduct of like New York and Los Angeles. Like whatever is happening on either coast gets funneled into these small towns. Whether it's the clothes you wear or your the way you talk, the car you drive, and it's like you're, That's interesting, yeah. you're a byproduct of the marketing of some some marketing executive in one of those two hubs that's like, you know what? Let's dress this TV character like this and have him drive this car. Two years later, you're going to look – you know what I mean? It's so weird yeah. to think about. So last night I was watching um, – a Netflix show. It's not a Netflix show. It's, a, it's just a show, but it's a Netflix called The Peaky Blinders. I don't okay. know if you have heard about it. I've heard it, yeah. It's really good. You should watch it. But this guy, the main guy, his name is Thomas Shelby. And at the, this is season five. I'm not going to say much. But the point is, at one point in the show, um, he's trying to infiltrate this political party. Mm-hmm. Now, he doesn't believe anything that they believe, but he's trying to infiltrate it because he wants to take it down. Hmm. Then he's meeting with Winston Churchill, right? Okay. And, you know, Winston Churchill says to him, you want to kill the messenger, but you're not killing the message. So you mm. can you can get rid of the person who has the message, right? But the message itself is still going to be there, and somebody's going to come up and just do the same. And then he says... Well, I'm going to kill the messenger, and then I'm going to kill the message. Hmm. The point is, there's people, in how you're saying, in power, in like whether a business or political area, whatever, that understand the power of a message. Hmm. You know, mm-hmm. what you tell people, even, even how you phrase it, climate change, global warming. The same concept said in two different ways. And you feel at the same when you hear both, you right. f- you feel it differently. Just little details yeah. like that 
change everything. Mm-hmm. So how you approach it, it's, it can definitely. So that that's really cool that you say that because that makes a lot of sense. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I do. I hear people um, say both that like you'll say you'll say climate change like it's not climate change it's global warming mm-hmm. say global warming they'll say it's not global warming it's climate change yeah that's wild and the, i never and thought about the marketing aspect of that oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah even like um there's a movie actually that talks about how they even came up with the idea of climate change and global oh, wow. warming the, the 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 whole process behind it i mean it's mm. it's just a message, you know, and it's how they want people to see it, mm. you know, whoever that is in that position, you know, because a lot of people benefit from the little variation behind that word. Right. You know, there's people who don't benefit from you saying global warming because that means uh, that the big companies are going to lose money because people are going to become more conscious about it, mm. what's going on. But then if you say climate change... And it doesn't sound that bad. It's just the climate is changing. But that's, that's, right, right. It's right. just happening all the time. Either way, it's going to kill us <laughs> yeah, all. Like, Either way. It's... What do you think? Like, yeah. So, like, it's just little details huh, of how you wow. say stuff. It's it's amazing. Yeah. But, yeah. We, we don't see it like that. You know, even there's a guy that I watch on social media. Sometimes, not as much. He, he talks about how, like... Um, the, the porn industry, mm. the reason why they're so successful is because they have these really like shabby guys in, on computers trying to find out ways to get your attention. Because the more you watch porn, the more money they're going to make, right? Mm. And he's just saying that to be like funny. Um, but the reality is there's actual people who understand that the like in the porn industry, for example, it's not just porn like there's there's ways that they go about this stuff mm. like it's a whole process we just see the final product right yeah. but at the end of the day there's a whole process behind that that makes you want to just keep watching more mm. and they make money out of it you know any other industry like at the end of the day the more you can consume something the more money means that you will have to spend sure. yeah you know so if you want to really think of what you're doing in life in general, and I'm not saying go to the porn industry. I'm not <laughs> saying that. But what I'm saying is understand that there are ways that you can gain people's attention. Mm-hmm. And if you learn how to do that, that can take you far. Yeah. Yeah, I go I go through like periods where I'm like, damn, I want to be like, seen and heard i want people to like me yeah. and respect me and then i go through periods and i'm like ah, i don't give a shit like yeah. i don't care if but i think it is it, there is like a certain type of personality where they're always on and they're always like i want to be the top i want uh, everyone to yeah. like me i want you know yeah. i mean i guess that's called a narcissist or a yeah it, it's it's but, you got yeah you gotta be well not you but like anybody who thinks that way has to be careful because I, i'm the same way so yeah. like to be honest, bro, like I don't give a shit. Like I don't, I don't care if people really know. Like I don't care if I'm the center of attention or not. Mm-hmm. That's never been, never been this. Like if I go to a party somewhere, like I'm not gonna be the one like on top of a table trying to, you know, ha- yeah. have people laugh. Like that's not me. But at the same time, I don't, I don't understand the importance of attention. Right. Like as long as I'm aware of that, 
and I know how to go about it in an ethical way because there's ethical ways. Hmm. Okay. You know, there's an unethical way of gaining attention and there's an ethical way. Like, to be honest, dude, like, people see Donald Trump and I'm sorry whoever is not a fan, but the guy, everything he does, he's a marketer. Right. And he's really good at it. Yeah. The way he's approaching it is not necessarily the most ethical. And I can tell you, it's definitely not ethical. But yeah, he's getting people's attention. Right. You go to the you go to the news stations anywhere, as in you're gonna see most of the time. Newspaper, internet. Anywhere. What is it? I think he makes uh it's it's like eight or eighty million dollars a month in essentially free advertising. <laughs> Literally. Based, based off of just being in the yeah. any Headliner, media tabloid yeah. at, at all times. Essentially, his stock is just... Of course. Um, yeah. Because people aren't going to know him. Yeah. Like, people, like I, I read a book called 48 Laws of Power. And when I was reading that book, every single time I read like through something, the name of that guy just came to my head. Hmm. Like, like little details, stuff that he's doing that people don't really see. Right. Like, I'm not saying I support him with this. Definitely not. Sure. Or... I'm not trying to say that I support or not support sure. him. Yeah. I just simply yeah. say, I'm just simply saying that um, he knows what he's doing yeah. and it's intentional. And people, a lot of people get mad. Like, oh, man, this guy. Step back, sit hmm. down, and just watch. You're going to realize that everything that he's saying and doing, it's making him more popular, man. Mm-hmm. More, making him more money, to be honest. Even though he's not technically making any because he's not supposed to like that, but he's. Yeah. So. So Twitter makes money. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm sure stupid stuff that people don't even realize is making him money. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And and so, again, there's an ethical way. And I believe that we have to do it. Like, if you're going to gain attention, do it the ethical way. You know, like Kim Kardashian, for example. Mm. the, The whole family. Yeah. But but like the the when she, when the stuff happened with her with the video that came out yeah, especially her mom who's like the genius behind the whole family, um, realized like we can use this use this to gain fame, mm-hmm. and look at them now yeah, <laughs> like it's not the ethical way, right? They did it, you know. So if you learn how to do it on a, in an ethical form, you can definitely like um, benefit. Do you know the artist Riff Raff? He's a rapper. I don't think so, no. Did you see the movie Spring Breakers? It came out a couple years ago. With the- I think, yeah, it sounds familiar. Okay. I don't know if I watched it, but it sounds okay. familiar. So James Franco played a guy. Yes, okay, yeah. Like spoofing Riff Raff. Yeah. You have to, I'll send you some Riff Raff videos. Then. Okay. Riff okay. Raff, like terrible, like white trash rapper guy. Yeah. Just brilliant at marketing. Mm. And I met his tour manager a couple years ago. Nice. And he told me that they would, I don't know if I can say this, whatever, but uh, yeah. it's old news. Yeah. They used to stage a kid rushing the stage every night. His bounce, the kid would come on stage, punch him. Um, they would have another kid in the audience videotape it. The bouncers would come, take the kid. They would usually get like an acrobat or a kid that knew gymnastics or something. Bouncers would flip the kid, like wrestling, like you would do a flip off yeah. the stage, land in the crowd. They'd film it and send it to TMZ. <laughs> and TMZ would would save the video then and then anytime Riff Raff was putting out a new song or an album they would put that out like Riff Raff gets jumped on stage yeah took his like plays from like you know a thousand a day to a million a day you know just stuff like that 
Uh, that, and that's it. And anytime you read, like I think a couple years ago, Kendra Gamar had like a girl on stage. Yeah. She said the N-word during a song. Yeah. Videotaped, huge thing. I don't want to speculate, but I would not be surprised if that was, staged. you know, a staged yeah. uh, way to make headlines. And I like, will not it, be surprised. It, it's essentially brilliant marketing. Like yeah. that's how you that's how you get ahead in the news. <laughs> Definitely. That's the stuff people want to eat up, and it's interesting. And yeah, people. So so one of the things that people like don't understand, and um, and and this is something that I even do myself. Whenever. Especially the last two months, like whenever I have the opportunity to get press, I go for it, hmm. man. Especially like if I'm doing any type of business, mm-hmm. because there's there's two different things. Marketing, right? Uh, marketing is you you have to pay for it. You okay. have to pay for marketing. You go on Facebook, you put ads, you go on Twitter, anything. Yeah. You pay for that. Now. Public relations, you don't pay for it. It's free because mm. you have newspapers, magazines, anything that will feature you, mm-hmm. putting your name out there. So when whenever I had the opportunity to be on a pre- on press, who they see my name, and now what happens is, for example, Hack has my face. In a lot of billboards. Okay. So they see me on a newspaper. They see me on a whatever interview online or TV station or whatever. And then they see my face that Hag has. People are now thinking, man, this guy, like, who the heck is Amari Abreu? Yeah. They go online. They look up my name. And mm-hmm. then they see all the, any article that has been done, any podcast interview, any video, anything mm-hmm. with my name on it. Now they know who I am. So in the future, if I'm doing anything, whether it's business, whether it's um, political stuff, there's a credibility that was created because they know my name. Hmm. And um, a lot of people like don't understand how important it is to do public relations and and how approach the media because the media controls people's perceptions. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. so like... Uh, there was an article that came out about about me uh, on Leptown a couple yeah. a month ago, I think it was or two. Yeah, well, a month ago, I will say maybe. And since then, things got crazy, mm. right? Like people wanting to collaborate, people who knew my name, people just saying, "Hey, I read your article," mm. you know. And and I work at a country club, right? So <laughs> when I go there. A lot of the, a lot of these people read this stuff. Mm-hmm. They know who I am, mm-hmm. so now they don't see me the way they used to see me. Oh, this is just a regular guy here who works at the country club. Sure. Like he's doing stuff outside. Wow. Um, and now, like when the events happen, hey, Ama, how's it going? What's going on with your life? What are you up to? Wow. And while everybody else, and I don't mean this in any condescending way, is working. I'm creating a new connection. Mm-hmm. Right. That, like, today, I was doing, I was at work and I met this filmmaker. I'm, uh, he's going to be on my podcast. I got introduced by Dr. Bradley to him, and now they want to they wanna collaborate. Right. Because of her introduction. 
But she knows me because she has seen the stuff that I've been doing and she has seen and obviously I've helped her. Yeah. So it's little stuff like that that can take you really far, you know. It's like uh, you're like F. Scott Fitzgerald, the guy who wrote The Great Gatsby. Oh, yeah. He worked at a country club. They did? You know, I think Gatsby was published in the 40s or whatever, but um, that is kind of how he kind of got his foot in the door to get his book published. That's crazy. I think it was like a golf caddy and stuff, and he would – he was in New York and mm. would just be carrying the clubs of mm. these people who were publishing the books and slipped a novel one day or something or something like something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, that makes it's, sense. You know, but that's, I can see that. That's a good place for you to be at. Oh you know? man, it's amazing. By the way, they're looking for people, so really, yeah. Well, so, um, so if you need if you need to do something on the side part time, <sighs> I should definitely should. It's part time. Like yeah. if you if you don't like you don't need. To, I wouldn't tell you to do full time. Because especially in your case, you have to be traveling and touring and stuff yeah. every now and then. Um, part-time will be, like, perfect for you. So That's they need people. That's great Cool. Yeah, yeah. Cool. I can plug you in. Cool. That'd be great. Perfect. <laughs> I've just been thinking the past few days, I should probably look into getting a new job somewhere. <laughs> cool. Um, oh, I've been going for, I guess, over an hour now. Nice. Definitely are now. Let me see how much. Anything you want to address or anything you want to? Uh, no. I mean, I can just plug in the social media. Uh, yeah, an hour 15. Oh, that's good. That is good. Um, yeah, if there's any other... You're doing that thing November 5th. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This so will be out. Actually, I do have another... Please. Usually. Um, so I'm slightly – I used to try and stay four episodes ahead. Okay. Now I have one come out Friday. Yours will probably be out next Friday. Yeah, that's good. So I used, I used to say this episode will be out a month from now, but I don't think that will be the case. So two weeks from now, uh-huh. go back to listen to it. What do you want to say to future Amari? Oh, nice. Hey, that's a good one, bro. Cool. Oh, cool. man. <laughs> I do the opposite. Like, I tell people, right. what would yeah, you tell? I like that. Yeah. Ah, future Amari. Uh, one thing is uh, never forget the importance of rest. Hmm. Do rest. You need it. Um, but also be more strategic. You know, don't, don't, like, don't just do stuff randomly. Be, be strategic about what you're doing. Because uh, you're gonna go far, so just just keep being strategic and keep making the connections that you're making. And things are gonna go well. So, yeah, awesome. that's what I will say my, to myself in uh, two weeks from now. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, if if you want to plug your social media or talk about the thing on the fifth, I'll have everything in the description. Oh, thank but, you. But feel free to like plug anything now. You thank know, you. Or, yeah. So uh, November fifth. I'm going to be having an event at Wrinkle and Boon from 4 to 5 p.m. Uh, and it's going to be about the importance of um, having a personal brand, how to market yourself, how to market anything that you're doing. And uh, I'm going to be there uh, with the Center of Entrepreneurship. They're the ones hosting me to give this presentation. So thank you so much uh, uh, at the center, for the center. Uh, thank you, Karen Grow uh, from the Lebanon Valley Chamber of Commerce um, uh, for hosting me on that one. So um, I'm going to be at Ring Club Boon, November 5th from 4 to 5. Uh, also, 
Uh, you can find me on social media, Amaria Bro, A M A U R Y, and last name Abro A B R E U. Uh, and my website is amariabreu.com and you can see there um, anything um, new that it's going on with me, any event, um, any content that I'm producing or doing right now. Uh, my books are also on my website. You can get the links through the website and my podcast is there as well. So, uh, yeah, thank you, man. I appreciate it this today this Thank was you, fun man. this was fun yeah this was fun because when, when I did the podcast with you it was like almost an hour like that I think mm-hmm. it was like a little bit of an hour an hour so yeah. that was cool and you sh- and that was that has been the longest one I've done cool. usually I keep them shorter because of like the context that I've been meeting people yeah um, and and stuff I usually just get my iPad and put and just record the conversation so yeah. it's more informal in that way but um Having you in that setting kind of like was easier just to flow. Yeah, I agree. So awesome. Uh, Thank you, man. Thank you. All right. Later.